We have made it to episode three of the Sportable Podcast. Um, I am your host, Josh Sloan. I'm also the volunteer and outreach coordinator with Sportable. And I am here with my friend and teammate, Grace Swanner. And we are just going to kind of jump right into it. So, Grace, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, you can say what sports you play with Sportable, what you do outside of Sportable, kind of anything like that. And we'll just go from there. Yeah, for sure, Josh. Um, my name is Grace. I am a student at VCU. I study psychology. Um, I'm two or three years into it. Uh, my, my like credits are kind of wonky, but that's basically what it is. I play rugby with, um, well, you know that, but I play rugby with y'all. Um, and I started out playing basketball actually uh, with Forrest Lodge. Um, and he was like, you should try rugby. Um, and so I did, and here I am. Hi. Um, how's school? Like, how's school, especially, like, it's, I guess y'all have online classes, or are you just, like, done? I mean, what's going, what's going on amongst, like, with school and among the coronavirus stuff? I was living in the dorms, uh, and they had us move out, um, like, probably March, I, I want to say, like, March around, about a month ago, um, and, yeah, they moved us to online classes. Some of them are, some of us are doing Zoom calls like this. Um, other other professors are just like video recording um, lectures and stuff like that. We transitioned to online, but a lot of like teachers don't really know how to do that. We're we're all just learning together, so. Right. Yeah. Um, are you taking any classes that you like? Um, yeah, I'm taking abnormal psych, uh, which is dope because you get to learn about a lot of different um, disorders and stuff like that, and uh, how to treat them and how to diagnose them. And so that's really like my interest. That's kind of why I'm in psychology. So it's cool to like, I had to take a lot of intro classes and now I'm getting into kind of the meat and potatoes of it. So it's cool. So like best case scenario, post psychology, um, undergraduate degree, and then let's say post all school, whatever you would do, what would your like dream job be? Yeah, for sure. Uh, clinical psychology in an inpatient, um, psych setting. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm like a psych, um, area of a hospital uh kind of like the resident on-call doctor cool. for sure um but if that doesn't work out i've got a lot of options that's the cool thing about uh psychology is it's very universal i could be anything from hr to like a like i just said like a clinical psychologist so what's the most um interesting like disorder that you've learned about in the abnormal psych class uh probably multiple personalities basically it's people who um, have different multiple, like multiple personalities within um, their personality uh, that happened when they were a kid, something happened to them that was major or traumatic where they would um, kind of slip into a different personality. Um, so it's a coping mechanism, um, but it usually happens in childhood because that's before your personality really um, is concrete. Dang. Um, well, outside of school, how, how is, how is um, quarantine life treating you? Uh, pretty good. I got up before noon today, so that was good. <laughs> That's a win. That's a yeah, win. For sure. Uh, no, but um, I've just been trying to focus on some of the projects I've been putting off since the beginning of school and um, all that. I'm trying to get my um, business started of refurbishing furniture. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but I, I don't really know how to do that quite yet, <laughs> so I'm watching a lot of YouTube. <laughs> Um, what kind of furniture are you interested in? Um, yeah, I uh, like restoring old furniture. Um, so a lot of 
like restaining and um, things of that nature. I don't really like to paint over wood. I think that's kind of kitschy. So I, I like to kind of work with the wood that I have and then pick the right stain and stuff like that. Totally. No, I definitely agree that painting over wood is like, yeah. <laughs> um, don't you write? Don't you like to write? I do. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm writing. I've got a lot of things in the oven right now. I used to write really bad poetry. I still do. Ooh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to do some poetry slams after this. I feel like that'd be really fun. Um, and then I've got some like short stories in the mix. You and I, you and I love sci-fi so I'm kind of in the realm of that but I I'm working on some memoirs um uh and things of that nature that's awesome um do you find it's difficult to like uh have like a creative output like do stuff like that like under these circumstances like I um hello there's my cat hi cat oh um do you find it's difficult to maintain like good creative output when the world's kind of in like such a crazy place or do you find that like since everything's kind of shut down that you're able to just like focus and get things done that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to yeah uh both ways I think initially I was kind of a little shell-shocked by the amount of cases in the world and then um subsequently in the U.S. uh so I was kind of it I think it's taken me like a few weeks to kind of get um into a rhythm of some semblance of a schedule with respect to school and then uh, the other projects I've got going on. Um, I think I think a lot of times it's kind of um, counterintuitive to say, oh, make the most of this when it's a global pandemic. It's like hard to think about making the most of something that could be so terrible for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I do want something to show for months of being inside and having all this free time for sure. Um, have you been able to stay active at all? Like, are you able to do any of the um, workouts that Kyle sent us? Kyle is one of our rugby coaches. Yeah, um, I've been doing the Coast to Coast Challenge that um, Sportable has put on. Oh, cool. Where are you going? Um, no, just just around the neighborhood, just rolling around. Um, no, but I mean, you know, Virginia Malibu. Beach or Malibu or... Oh, Virginia Beach. No, no. Malibu, I was like, oh my goodness. That's, <laughs> I'm starting out, um, I'm starting out small, taking baby yeah. steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I haven't, to be honest, the workouts that he sends are like intense, intense. So I'm, I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but, um, I might take a peek at it soon. <laughs> They're the same workouts that the um, Team USA wheelchair rugby team has. That's where he got them from. They're the he got them from the the Team USA's personal trainer. Yeah, yeah, probably what um, Joe Delagrave's doing. Yeah, actually, I think they might be the point five workouts, which is hilarious. Um, for, the, for those of you that don't know, um, in quad rugby or wheelchair rugby, there is like a ranking system of ability level. Um, and so 0.5 would be like the most impaired and that goes up in 0.5 increments up to 3.5. So the workout regimen that we have been given is the one that Team USA uses for the folks with most impairments. It could be a lot harder, I guess, but it's it, it's a crazy list of workouts. I've been having trouble trying to do them as well. I'm a motivated person, but I'm not that motivated. <laughs> yeah. I'm also doing TikToks or trying to do TikToks because my sister, she's in high school. So she's doing all the TikTok dances and stuff. And that keeps you pretty active after a few hours of dancing. So, so. <laughs> so 
before before sportable before i came into sportable i actually did a lot of um, busking um when i lived in vegas i did busking um which is okay you lived in vegas yeah (laughs) and you did busking for folks that don't know busking is like playing music on the street yeah yeah i didn't i i didn't play i didn't play but i would um like dance for other people who did um, and then I'd, I I wouldn't make any money off it, maybe like a buck or two here and there uh, for people who I would draw a crowd in. But I only did that a few times, but I still um, would do it on my own time um, and dance around and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's dope. Is there a lot of, I've never really been to Vegas. I've been to New Orleans a lot and there's a ton of busking in New Orleans. Is there like a big busking scene on the strip or something in Vegas? Oh yeah. Um, so you have the strip and then you have like uh, these bridges that, uh like walkways that go over top of the road um and connect the casinos and uh, there's a lot of busking going on there you can't do it on the property of the casino so um but technically the bridge isn't their property so so there's a lot of people busking there i had a friend um he's a one-armed guitar player uh and he used to busk out there um and he he's really good so that's what's up well, we should probably talk about Sportable, I guess. <laughs> um, so tell me about how you got involved with Sportable. Yeah, last year, around this time, or um, like when the uh, 10K is around, I um, had never done the 10K, and my sister was like, we should just do it, because uh, we actually got tickets from a friend. I didn't even buy the ticket. Some We got some from a friend that couldn't do it, so that was pretty serendipitous. And then we... Um, went to the expo uh hunter lehman came up to me and he was like you're in a wheelchair and uh i've never met you and that was his opening line and i was like that's a really weird sentence man um (laughs) i was like all right uh so i um got his pamphlet or whatever and i was like sure yeah i'll join whatever like you say when you go to those expos I, i but i was actually thinking about it um but i joined because i wanted to do um the racing like the wheelchair racing uh um, and then, so I went to the, uh, 10K, did that, and I saw him racing it, and then I saw Kyle, um, Hunter, and I think, I think you were in the tent, but I'm not sure. There were some people in the tent, like, waving me down. I was definitely in the tent, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I was like, this is pretty cool. Um, so I, I feel like, I, like, a couple weeks, we got by before doing anything, and then I went to basketball, um, and that was pretty fun. I went for a few weeks, and then Hunter was, I mean, uh, Forrest was like, yeah, you should try rugby. Um, and then I got hooked on rugby and, uh, I tried going back and doing basketball and rugby. Um, but one of the practices I started playing, like I was playing rugby, which, um, if you know, that's like not good. Cause I would like, <laughs> I would like, uh, ram into people and they're like, you can't do this. This isn't rugby. Like it gets really dangerous when you do that. Uh, but I was in rugby mode. So I, um, yeah. Uh, and I've been, uh, it's been like a year, uh, that I've been involved with it now. So, um, explain to the best of your ability rugby as if people don't know what it is because I'm operating under the assumption that they don't. Okay, yeah, rugby, let's see. Um, so it's nothing like able-bodied rugby. That's what, kind of like the first thing you need to kind of take from your mind when you think about it. Um, it's played on a basketball court. It's like you basically you put a bunch of um, quads and other people with um, different functioning in a um, – just like a tank of a chair um and then just have them ram into each other um at full force uh no but it's yeah it's like 
it's more like basketball I feel like than actual like able-bodied rugby but um yeah yeah no it definitely is I agree yeah you have a key you uh you know score goals just like any other sport but um yeah it's a blast it's a lot of fun um there I mean if you want to talk about like the technical stuff I get a lot of technicals for like not dribbling so I'm not the best person to ask for all that <laughs> but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we have a um Grace is one of our main ball carriers and we have there's a rule in rugby where you have to dribble the ball every 10 seconds and for the first few tournaments that we went to she kept getting technicals for dribbling and the coaches kept yelling dribble while she's playing <laughs> But if you yell dribble, then the referee is like thinking that you're going to run into the 10 seconds. So then they call the foul. So then we've tried to come up with all these like secret code words to yell at Grace so that she knows to dribble. And it's, um, I don't know if it's been successful or not. But. Yeah, it's, uh, what was it, scream? They would just yell scream. And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, that's that's the code yeah. word. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of plays. I mean, a lot for, I feel like, a new team. There's one um, roadkill which is like an offensive play um, where, I don't know, I mean, you have to like basically just find like the opening um, and, and the other person crashes into the defense. And then you have, what is the other one? Oh, trash can. And that's a defensive play. So those are our main plays. Um, All of our plays and codes and stuff are possum themed because we're the possum. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, and then uh, whenever we do trash cans, I'm usually the one who's – so you have three people in the key and then you have one on the outside. Um, and I'm usually the one, like, roaming on, around on the outside. And so that's, like, keeping the lid on the trash can or whatever. So you'll just have Trevor out there yelling, get the lid on. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, so I should I should try to, like, paint this picture for people a little bit because I feel like yeah. talking as if people know what this is. Um, you're allowed three people in the key at a time when you're on defense – and there's four people on the court on one side of the ball. So you put three people in the key and the people on the outside of the key are responsible for keeping that side of the goal, um, like locked down. And the person in the center is responsible for the center. And then the person roaming who is, which is usually what Grace does is um, sort of like in a football analogy, maybe like playing linebacker um, or like strong safety. She's kind of like, yeah, the one mo doing the most moving around um, in that particular time. So um, what do you think about, like, what, what was your reaction to our first tournament? Because I know for me, it was like, we had practiced a lot, but we really didn't know what the game, like real gameplay was. You can watch videos on YouTube, but I just don't think I really got what was actually going on until we played in a tournament. It was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on now. Like, do you, what was your reaction to like our first tournament, your first tournament you played in? Um, I, I felt, I, yeah, I felt pretty much the same way uh, that we were playing with a lot of uh, veteran teams that, that have been playing 14, 15 years together. Um, so they, first of all, have a lot more chemistry as, you know, as teams. Um, so, and then like, uh, I came in like a couple months after, so I, I felt new to the team in general. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just remember getting a lot of advice from a lot of different people. Um, I think that's the cool part about it is there's a lot of camaraderie, even between people who are like, um, playing against each other. Like sometimes while I was playing, there'd be the guy on the other team, he'd be like, don't do that, do this. And, <laughs> and I'm like, you're not my teammate. What are you doing? But that's just, that's just the whole kind of like, if you want a picture of the spirit of the game, that's kind of, we're all just kind of trying to lift each other up. 
but I would, I, I do, I'm kind of fiery. So I, I got kind of frustrated at the beginning just because I'm like, oh my goodness, we're not scoring any points. <laughs> um, at first yeah yeah at first but then I got um then I just enjoyed just playing um but yeah I was confused for sure about a lot of the rules and a lot of the um like the uh, especially like the when the refs would call a play I'd be like I don't know what that means I'm not going to argue with them of course you know because you're not supposed to do that but I definitely was confused for sure um but then I think we got the hang of it um or not I mean we don't have the hang of it yet but we definitely got more flow as we went into the season I think yeah, I think we're getting there. Um, so you mentioned something that I think is really powerful about rugby, um, is which is like the camaraderie. Um, I'm not like, this is the first time we've been playing rugby for like a little more than a year now. And this is the first time that I've played a team sport at all. And since I was like, I don't know, 14 or something or 15, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I know your history with like team sports, which is basically you don't have one. Right. Um, <laughs> Tell me about like the the camaraderie aspect of, I mean, our team or like with the other teams at the tournaments, um, with like you know with the volunteers with the whole community. Um. Uh yeah, I mean I yeah it's not something I had experienced. Um I I wasn't I so my disability I didn't have um I'm not you know para or quad uh, I um was had a disability growing up throughout my entire childhood. So I didn't have like the um, sport background really. Um, we were more like an artsy family anyway. But um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually get the freedom to play sports or anything like that until I got into a wheelchair. Because before then, I was um, less mobile. If that makes any sense. Um, so uh, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can explain it to the. So um, for a lot of us that use wheelchairs if it weren't for the wheelchair, um, we would have a lot more difficulty getting around. So the reality of wheelchair use is that they're a thing that makes you more independent and more mobile and not limiting. I think that's a big misconception yeah. that see someone using a wheelchair that that wheelchair is, is inhibiting them from doing certain things. But the reality is that wheelchair is giving them the option to do a lot more yeah. um, for a lot yeah, I, I remember I just as a kid having a lot of anxiety with the um, logistics of how I'm going to get from point A to point B, um, just with walking and things like that. I wore um, AFOs, which are uh, like leg braces, um, up until I was in the wheelchair when I was around like 13. Um, but as far as the camaraderie, that's something I had an experience. Again, um, I, I did marching band once, um, and that was kind of like close to it, but didn't even like scratch the surface of what it's like to be on a team or what it's like to um, be in that environment with like all the volunteers are our volunteers are like really amazing they are all on board they're always ready to help they're always ready to like step in when we need another player um they're always encouraging always uplifting um and then like as far as like just the rest like just having people who understand your limitations but also understand your strengths and push you to be better and push you to you know, go past those limitations on a, like, weekly, daily, whatever basis um, is something that, you know, you can't really experience outside of a team sport or outside of something where you're on a team or you feel like you're, you have a family, like, anything, it doesn't have to be sports, but I just feel like, yeah, the camaraderie is definitely something that is special and 
that I haven't experienced up to this point, I don't think. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same, honestly, especially, um, we're kind of talking about how, how the pe people in like the rugby world understand like your limitations versus your strengths. And, you know, I, I think it's cool because you're around a lot of people that are really pushing themselves, um, I think on and off like the court. Yeah. Uh, kind of a weird cliche, but um, <laughs> like, even if it's not direct, just seeing folks that, I mean, you know, in really simple terms, like do things certain ways, you're like, oh, I had kind of written that off as like part of the world that I don't do by myself. But like, I just saw a dude from like New Jersey that I've never met before. And he just like did this thing. I think I could probably do that. And then all of a sudden you like got new skills that you didn't have before. Um, really unorthodox way of, of doing things that you, yeah, for sure didn't before think you could do just because it wasn't the like normal or I don't know, way of doing it. It's just different. And people just, I, yeah, they just find out they're like, I want to do this thing. I can't do it the normal way. I'm going to figure out my way of doing it and I'm going to do it. And that's like the whole, like people in this sport just figure it out and they do it. Um, and that's what I like about it. Cause like everybody I feel like has their own motivation to do it um, their way to get right. results. So. so obviously you don't have a favorite volunteer because all of the volunteers are equally our favorites in our eyes. But um, you mentioned that you really like all the volunteers. Um, is there anybody in particular or like a story about a certain volunteer or anything that you want to highlight? Um, I, ah, uh, well, I feel like, um, uh, the thing I like about the volunteers is they're not afraid to, like, kind of pick on you, just like, uh, your teammates will. Um, they're not like, oh, you're, you're in a wheelchair, you're disabled, let's be, um, all light and fluffy and easy with you. They're, they're all used to this in their own jobs or in their own aspects of their lives of other people that they know that, um, struggle or that have disabilities. So, it's just kind of like a level playing field. Um, I'd say, I don't know, whenever I, so I do a lot of weird things where I'll run over the ball and then flip myself inexplicably. Um, <laughs> so I just have a lot of stories from people just being like, how, but how did you do that though? And like getting, um, you know, drunk through the mud on that one. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, but like specifically, I don't know, Trevor's always got the tape, man. Um, he's always set me up with the tape. He's always set me up with, um, you know, plays with that encouragement. He's the loudest, for sure, on the sideline. He's definitely, definitely the loudest. He's the loudest in the in the entire tournament. Yeah, for sure. yeah. And then Becky, um, she's always got them hooking us up with them great goods. I think it's. I think she's got her Instagram shout out. What is it? Baking goods with Bex. Baking with. Baking goods. Baking goods with Bex. B E X. Yeah. That's. Instagram. Yeah, follow her. She probably plugs some, like like things Instagram, but let's just plug Becky's. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. And then um, I don't know. Uh, everybody when they play just are really intense, and I love it because some some of them don't know what they're doing. And I, when I was first starting to play, I also didn't know what I was doing, and I still don't. Um, so it's like a good balance. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, there's definitely um certain volunteers that like know how to play um and there are certain volunteers that can just like get in the chair and like be a warm body and you're just yeah and, they, and they're just they're it's really funny because it's like somebody that can push a chair like five times as fast 
as I can, and they should really be like running circles around everybody. And you find that like the low pointers are like screaming at all the able-bodied volunteers that are playing, like, like, no, no, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like where what are you doing? Go over here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a lot. You know what? I'll say it. Renee, if you're listening to this, you're terrible at writing. I know, I but I love playing with her. It's so fun. <laughs> Uh, she'll be on like the opposing team and I'm like no go over here like it's fine just like catch the ball don't oh my gosh <laughs> um and then Rachel I like uh Rachel a lot because she's a, she coaches um goalball so she um is a coach in her own right and she's our also I think our assistant coach we have a lot of assistant coaches but um she's really cool um and she she's actually pretty good when she plays she's she brings a lot of fire to it Oh, she's really good. I, I learned like when I didn't know how to play, and she started playing with us. I learned a lot from her. She's she's really good at playing for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, how about like another like? Do you have any good um? Like a specific like sportable memory like from practice sometime, or maybe from um uh-huh. from like a hotel like hangout sesh or something like that. Anything you can anything that comes to mind. Um, when you and Estrada tried to um arm wrestle <laughs> that was tried is, tried is exactly right that was so funny because even when i try to arm wrestle it, it doesn't really work that well because our wrists and um you can't really grasp that well but it was so funny because we were like we're just gonna get duct tape and just strap them in there and see what's gonna happen um but no i one one practice i didn't know uh so you're supposed to know what your chair looks like pretty much um and i didn't because it I changed from one to another somewhere in the season um and then I went and I got in one and it wasn't the right one and I ended up doing that three times (laughs) until I found my right chair and Kyle was like oh my gosh are you kidding me Uh, just a lot of like idiotic stuff like that um when we're uh supposed to be doing laps and like counting how many we do I don't count and every time Kyle will ask me what number are you on and I will either make up a number like a fair number, I won't go too high or too low. Or I'll just be like, I don't count, Kyle. Why do you keep asking me? <laughs> See, I made the mistake of like counting regularly. And then one practice, like they were telling us to switch directions and that just confused me. And so I was just like, I'm not counting anymore. This, I'm not gonna do that. And then that was the time that like, Trevor's like, Sloan, how much are you on? Because he thinks that I am like responsible for counting. And I was like, dude, I don't have any idea. And he got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he hates me when we count everything and so i'll just if he doesn't ask me i'll just keep going until all the low pointers are still going and until someone's like grace i'm pretty sure you did all of them start going backwards now so yeah because you basically have to do them until you get your number and then go backwards until everyone has done all of their laps so yeah but great well i'm sure kyle and trevor will be really happy to know <laughs> count your laps um so just to tell you guys a little bit more about this arm wrestling match. So Ryan Estrada, um, we were celebrating our first win in the hotel lobby. Yeah, we were. Estrada, it was like, dude, I bet I could beat Sloan in an arm wrestling match. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's do this. That's his exact voice. <laughs> What you guys have to understand is that Ryan Estrada and I cannot move our fingers, can really hardly move our wrists, 
we basically got biceps and shoulder muscles and nothing else going on in our arms. So for us to try to have an arm wrestling match is really an exercise in futility. Um, yeah. I will be the first to admit that I did not win, but I will let you know that Estrada also didn't win. But I don't think he'll listen to this. So if you talk to him about it, ask him about when I beat him in an arm wrestling match. Yeah. Also, I rem- I seem to remember him um, not knowing that to win, you have to push the person's arm down because he definitely just like pulled it the other way. <laughs> Which was gold. It was it was gold. Yeah. He's like, dude, I won. No, my I got thing it. is like, Estrada and I are both like the airheads of the team. I mean, shout out Estrada. But we're both the airheads of the team, but in, like, different ways. And so they'll, uh, they'll be like, who's most likely to, like, I don't know, something stupid? And they're like, I don't know, it could be Grace, could be Estrada. <laughs> That's probably my favorite part, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, I really enjoyed when, when Estrada came to, uh, came out in one of the tournaments and was wearing, like, a headband, but it was, like, a headband that was, tied in the back and like dangling and everybody was like dude are you in cobra kai <laughs> but it's young to know what karate kid is yeah. it was yeah and he probably said something like yeah dude all day <laughs> all day <laughs> all day <laughs> oh my gosh and then, oh and then the running joke is like where's Estrada? he's never where he's supposed to be man like we'll be like in a huddle like about to play and it'll be like where's Estrada? <laughs> He's also, um, Kyle has a running thing where you can listen to music at, like, you can listen to your own playlist at practice, but you have to score a goal. Goodness, yes! <laughs> I assisted him twice. No, once successfully. I was so happy. I tried, I, okay, multiple tournaments, y'all got so pissed off because I would try to give him an assist multiple times, <laughs> like, and, like, when I could have scored, but did not. <laughs> We, we should, I should clarify that the position that Ryan Estrada plays and that I play never scores ever. We're like linemen, so it doesn't make much sense for us to score, which is kind of the joke behind Kyle saying that Estrada has to score to play his playlist because Kyle doesn't want to listen to Estrada's music. Yeah, but I tried to make it happen, and I did. They finally made it happen, and Kyle's like, Estrada, we can't listen to your music because you're just going to dance and be distracted and not do anything at practice. And he's like, no, I won't. And then we get to practice, and he's literally doing nothing but just like. And I Whoa. missed it. I was sick that week. I was so mad. But yeah, um, yeah, I had something else, and I forgot what it was. But eh, whatever. Yeah. No, you got it. Bring it back. I, we got time. We'll cut this part out. Okay. I'm just trying to think. It was um, how to do with Estrada. Oh no 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 no! Ref off! Ref off! Um, so ref off is something that I invented. Um, where basically both Trevor and Kyle became like a ref at kind of like the same time. And so I was like, y'all should do a ref off, which is where you make all these play like calls, but you have to do it in like the most fancy way. So he's like, so Kyle's like this, and that's like, you have to dribble and then like, when like over back and all this. And so I'll just like randomly during a tournament, I'll be like, okay, time to ref off. And then he'll just be like, do the stupidest call like the stupidest looking thing and it just cracks me up every time and yeah and I, like when I'm supposed to be focusing on something I'll just do that and yeah it's my favorite oh also Sloan and I do this thing before games and if we don't do it we suck at the game is one time we were practicing and I had we were going forward or we were warming up and we were going forward and then I was going backward like really fast and then he was behind me and I didn't notice and I like smacked right into him 
and then we just like started doing that as like a pre-game like ritual and then I noticed like when we don't do that I'm not like superstitious but kind of am um that if we don't do that then we kind of suck when we play so oh yeah it's part of the ritual now we have to do it <laughs> yeah someone could get hurt I mean someone could get hurt <laughs> oh my gosh that reminds me of your um so your brother who is like oh yeah one of the funniest people I've ever met um, comes to our game, comes to our tournament, and you gotta understand that, like, there's not that many people in the stands at these tournaments. It's mostly, like, family members and friends, and people are generally supportive of, like, the teams, but again, a lot of these teams have been playing for, like, 15 years, so they come to watch. They're not really getting excited, but our fans are, like, very, very excited. Our coaches are very, very excited. I think it has something to do with the fact that we're new. Uh, it also means that we have a really silly uh, team name and stuff like that. But anyway, Grace's brother, instead of doing like traditional cheering, just did uh, Pauly from the Rocky series impressions the whole time. And it was like the funniest thing that I've yeah. ever heard. Of yeah, life. we're like losing. So one of these games, we're like losing like, we're like 30 points down or something. And he's like, you got him right where you want him. <laughs> Got him right where you want him, yeah. kid. And I was cracking up, like trying to score, trying to play. And <laughs> I would like start dying laughing while trying to play. And oh my gosh. Yeah, he's. Yeah, we're literally, we're, literally we were down like seven to 62. Yeah. Again, real serious team. And he's over there going, work the body, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever I'm not playing, he, he came up and he like started doing like the massage that you do like when you're in the corner, like about to like go back at it. It was hilarious. Um, the, oh my gosh. Joe is actually, so that's my brother's name. He's actually going to try to start playing rugby. Um, he's in Vegas now. Uh, they got a team out there called the High Rollers. So he's going to start. Oh, I think they're really good. Yeah, he's got the same thing that I have, but he's not in a chair yet. Um, so, yeah. That's tight. Yeah. I'm excited that he's, that he's going to try to start playing. Because he's came to our practices before when he was in town and played. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, um, yeah, he has a lot of fun. And I, I can't wait. He, he keeps saying, he keeps saying, one day the possums and the high rollers are going to, are going to play. And we're going to look at each other from across the country. And then we're going to glare. And it's going to be a showdown. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. That's <laughs> I really hope that I'm there for that because that would be really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you'd definitely be there. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Yeah, he's the, Sloan is um my favorite little pointer to play with. He just gets me. So. <laughs> I try. I try. Any, anything else? Any other, like, sportable stuff you want to talk about? Um, First of all, like, having something to do, like, every week that's, like, um, consistent for me is very um, rare. So that's one like practical aspect of it is that I am not a very consistent person. And as far as the schedule goes, um, I basically do like nowadays, quarantine times, I'll do whatever, man. And I'll, uh, it'll get done or it won't. But, <laughs> but no, um, Swervable has been like, I don't, I want to say all the cl cliche words like essential or pivotal or whatever, but like, I mean, that's what it is. Um, say them, say them. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, like essential. Um, it's been so impactful and it's been, it's given me the opportunity to play a sport that I've like never had the opportunity to do. I've always wanted to, 
but never been able to like run or like keep up with anybody, um, any able-bodied people that were playing. And I, I was, I, I had been in a chair um, for like eight years before finding any type of adaptive sport or it being on my radar at all. So it was definitely not in the realm of possibility in my mind. Um, and so once it came up, um, I was super excited. And yeah, I'm still super excited like every week to go to practice um, and see all my friends, see all my teammates. Um, yeah. It's been great. That's awesome, man. Um, well, we're about to wrap up, but I like to close on this question because I think everybody's dealing with a lot of boredom right now. And I am a big watcher of things and like consumer of content. So do you have any like book or movie or TV recommendations um, that you would like to put out into the world for people to check out while they're chilling at the house? Yeah, uh, so I, so there's one mainstream one that's Tiger King, that if you haven't watched it, oh my goodness. Everybody's watched Tiger King. Everybody knows about it. killed her husband. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. Um, there's this good series uh, where I think she came out like um, two years ago called Children of Blood and Bone. So good. Such a good book. Um, Jimmy Fallon pick for like Summer Read pick. That's why I picked it because I love Jimmy Fallon. Um, watch him watch old things of him because he's hilarious um but yeah it's like a new jk rowling new magical universe i'm really into that sort of thing the second book is out so you don't have to wait a year and a half like i had to um and i think the third book's coming out in the next year so yeah children of blood and bone and that's a book series right yes it's a true i think it's gonna be end up being a trilogy the second one is children's uh children of vengeance and virtue yeah um any movies oh three body problem that one's good and then movies oh also a book okay so one i I like that book too i also recommend that book yeah movies go ahead movies Uh, one i just watched um is called the invention of lying and it has um i know and it's not new um it's been out for a while but it's got ricky gervais tina fey uh like all like a bunch of big names um it's really hilarious and um it's like the name's it's like the name suggests basically like there's it's a world with no lying and and then somebody invented it and it opened up this world of possibilities it's hilarious um and then music uh i don't know my music is trash (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) okay fair enough um well awesome um thank you so much for doing this yeah thanks for having me so fun we can't play rugby right now but hopefully we will soon um Cool. Well, I'm going to say the thing that you say at the end of the episode, even though I don't really have one yet, but I'm working on it. Um, All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Sportable is obviously a nonprofit, and I know these are tough times for everybody, but if you would like to make a donation, you can do that at sportable.org. Hopefully, this will be our third episode, so we should definitely be on iTunes at this point. So like and subscribe and, you know, five-star rate and review. Apparently, that's important because That's what literally every podcast I listen to says at the end of it. So also saying that um, there's a chance, great chance that this episode was um, edited and mixed by my friend Knox Colby. Um, He is a true hero and everyone should thank him if they see him, even though none of y'all know him, but we love you to death, bud. Um, That is it for episode three. Um, Grace, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. We're resuming on Friday, I think, with the team. So I'll talk to you then. All right. See you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye.